Hey, hey, folks. Uh, Heather and Kevin are trolling me here on episode 235, the holiday special uh, 2019 featuring Justin Parkinson. Uh, we broke down our top five Christmas movies of all time. Uh, also this week, Heather and Kevin are here. We broke down the top ten Christmas songs of all time and our thoughts on the ones that hit and missed. Lots of Christmas content, lots of good times. I'm in a hurry because we got gift exchange coming up, so let's just get to it. Uh, Uticast episode 235. We are happy, as always, to have you here on this day and every day, but especially on the holidays. Are you behind on other people's gifts too? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. I'm like, well, it's after Christmas. It's all right. How if long? it's an issue that spreads across the board, I think we can take that into account. Yeah, it wasn't just, just us. Then we got no, some it questions. wasn't just you two. Then we got some questions. Uh, Not just you two. Your presence is enough of a gift. You're okay, here. You I made love it. it. Christmas Thanks. episode. It's true. Merry Christmas, Heather. Uh, Merry Heather's Christmas, here. Uh, Kevin. Uh, come in, folks, and know us better. It is the Uticast episode. <laughs> Uh, 235, uh, I am, of course, the ghost of Christmas past, Sam Famalaro, I'm joined by the ghost... We're officially taking the mantle, yeah, I like that. ...of Christmas present, Kevin Sullivan, and, of course, the ghost of Christmas yet to come... Me. Heather Wise. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So you really took the Muppet Christmas Carol to heart. Well, we were thinking about the movies afterwards, because Justin's here, and we did our top five Christmas movies. We chose our top five Christmas oh. movies of all time. We made a list. Nice. Uh, I'll share with Did you. Did you check it twice? <laughs> Seems like low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Walked right into that one, didn't I? Hey-oh. Uh, no, but welcome, folks, uh, for our Christmas special. Uh, it's, a, it's The day is upon us. Tomorrow, by the time you guys hear this, it will be Christmas Eve. Uh, I can officially say I think I'm done. Everything's wrapped. Good for you. Feeling pretty good. Well, I mean, not good for I have no money left. I'm a broke individual. <laughs> Merry Christmas to everybody. Please <laughs> give Christmas. me some money back. Give me back my money. Give me back my money. Uh, no, but I uh, just like every year, uh, now that all my stuff is wrapped and my family's sort of home and everyone's sort of chilling, I'm feeling very good and highly motivated to be in the Christmas spirit. Aww. So there yeah, you, you go. Got, you got to take some time. Got to take some time out. Yeah. A little time out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kev, you were out in the world today. I've been out in the world. I've been out in the world the past two or three days. Uh, how's that been? Going how's... to war. I mean... <laughs> You know, there were there were challenges. Uh, <laughs> we made it. Actually, you know what? Over the weekend, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Shopping? When I was out, uh, yeah, like okay. out like shopping, going around to like, yep. different stores, making stops, doing Christmas things. Um, Saturday and Sunday were not as bad as I expected them to be. But today, mm. Monday at like 1 o'clock was like Mad Max. You got to think. The Mad Max movie. A lot of people on vacation like now, there. right? A lot of people on vacation, you think. And it's the last day. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, uh, I, 
Yeah, I'm always concerned that there's like one thing I'm going to miss at the last minute. I'm going to wake mm. up on Christmas Eve and be like, oh no, wait, what? I forgot to get such and such. Uh, which is why it's always a good Christmas tip for next year, obviously, by the time you guys hear this. Buy a couple extra just random gifts. Not random, I suppose, but like all-purpose gifts that mm-hmm. you could use for a couple different people. If, uh, it's if nice a, to have in the back pocket if a surprise pops up, for sure. A candle. <laughs> it's always nice for me. I don't feel like I'm running up to the line because we do, like, Christmas in my family is kind of a couple different days that we stagger out because we pick days where we can all get together. So, like, I won't get together with my brother and sister and, you know, my niece and everybody like that and do family stuff for another probably week mm. and a half. So I get extra time for mm. other things. So it's always real casual to get the shopping done. Uh, no, I got big-time family time coming up yeah, next you, day and a half. you always it's, have the biggest time family big time. time. I'm surprised I haven't been up there today. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I sort of said... I thought you were going to do the podcast with your nieces and nephews. I sort of told them, I was like, I need one day to get everything out of the way. I need to get everything cleaned up. I need to get the podcast done. I need to get the house in order. I need to get all the presents wrapped. And then I'm good. You guys got me for whatever you need me. Mm-hmm. I actually just got back from... Uh, I went to Skinny Atlas yesterday. Oh. We went up to the, well, they have like a Charles Dickens Christmas thing that they do all through like the town. Because if you walk yeah. through there, handing out roasted chestnuts and uh, hot chocolate and people dressed up like Tiny Tim and all that kind of thing. You get sad oh. by it, Heather. You know? yeah, I'll tell you after. Go ahead. Okay. And then we went out to, uh, I'll, I'll put, they're not giving us money or anything, but I'll put them over the Blue Water Grill. In oh, you've Atlas. been talking about that tuna sandwich. Oh, I got a tuna sandwich. So Ooh, right let me now. tell you. So I'm gonna make you more hungry. I had a. I don't know if you like seafood. You like I seafood? Do. I do. I got an ahi tuna sandwich. Nice. Uh, with sesame ginger slaw and sriracha mayo on a brioche bun with some thick cut sweet potato fries. It was a delightful treat. Um, no, you don't, you're shaking your head. You're no, not I love it. Though. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat. It. I just imagined it in front of me. Uh, why did the Charles Dickens village make you say? Yeah, why are you no, so sad about Charles Dickens? No, because I took cats to North Pole, in Lake Placid, oh. and um, well, Wilmington. Yeah, okay. And it was terrible. Really? It was awful. No one Call took your kids Tell there. I am telling them. It was 104 dollars for the Whoa. three of us to get in there. Which what? I didn't should have checked the price before I went. Oh. Huh? Didn't. I mean, got oh. in there. I think they never updated it since they originally made it back in like. I don't know, the 50s. So mm. what is it? Is uh, it's Santa's, like, it's like Santa's, space? there's supposed to be a workshop and everything in there where the uh-huh. toy makers are, and there's like um, like a toy shop and a candy shop. There was barely any candy in the candy shop. Mm. There was one elf, he must have been 18, just like his head flopped over, just banging a hammer. So they weren't really making toys. <laughs> the products were terrible. Santa was amazing, though. Santa was awesome. That was the best part of the whole thing. But well, that's it was, the important it was not part. Very sounds Christmas-y. like Santa's got to crack the whip No, someone there. needs to go there and just... Burn the place down and restart I mean, That's on Santa. <laughs> Santa's the coach. It uh, was terrible. It was really terrible. I'll Probably. say the Santa they had at Skinny Atlas. This guy looked like a million bucks. Santa. This was like old-timey Santa. Like, he had the white cape on and, like, the grass wreath over, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it was, yeah. so he was old yeah, school it, it was like, yeah, old English style. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this guy. <laughs> I was like, my man. Uh, are you ready for Christmas with well, Kaz? Kaz, I am. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Kaz is like ready, set, go, and he's excited, and I'm excited. And did Kaz, did Kaz write a letter to Santa? I don't know if we asked you this. No, already. but we like set up in bed one night. And, oh, he's like um, Alexa, call Santa. <laughs> Alexa, <laughs> he does have it in his room. Now, Alexa, so. tell Santa. No, no, he what does. We got what he wanted though, so that's all that matters. He wanted mm. one thing. What was the big thing? It was a Paw Patrol yeah. Mighty Pups. Tower. Paw Patrol, Mighty Pops Towers. Yeah. Is there like a big toy this year that that's kids it. like? That's, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was originally sixty nine dollars, and it went up to a hundred. So oh, wow! People were like putting the price up on it, but we got our like. But it's still that's the most popular toy. It's ridiculous. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think now of, like, the big toys I remember that were, like, game changers. Like, I, I swear to God, I remember the Tickle Me Elmo thing explicitly. Oh God, I, I didn't that. have one, but my mom was in KB Toys and got one. And she's like, oh, this is so cute. And then, like, a week later, you could not get them anywhere. They were vanished. One. KB Toys. Shout out to KB Toys, the other toy store that wasn't Toys R Us. I forgot about that one. Um, and what are the, like, big toys that, like, I guess any sort of video game system is always a big deal, right? That always That's gets a lot of... little, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the big different. toy Kids is just want to consumer electronics now. Well, yeah, iPhones and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, Apple Watch. And tablets, all that kind of yep. wild stuff. Uh, if you want to feel real bad about the holidays, uh, do yourself a favor and go read about all the spoiled kids on BuzzFeed. There's like an article that's like the most spoiled reactions to Christmas. It'll make you feel real bad Good. about yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, no, family time. So a couple things for next week. Uh, I'm going to go see Star Wars tomorrow, the oh. new Star Wars movie. With no, it's my... because you love Star Wars. My nephew would like me to go. You're always right up in the theater. My uh, brother-in-law, Randall, would also like me to go with him as well. So I'm going to go. Um, I, I have to say, I've heard bad things. Yeah. Every article I'm reading is that it's not good. I haven't heard anything bad about it. Every headline I've skimmed has seemed cloudy at best. I'll I, I ask your perspective. If you have to watch something with like a child who's obviously going to like it, how honest can you be about your assessment of the movie? You can't tell him you didn't like it if it's crap, right? You just no. have to pretend it's good. No. It's not. It, it, How old is he? He's like 10, 11. No, I would tell him if you didn't like it. I would tell him if you didn't yeah. like it? Be honest with him? I feel like the move is to ask him what he thought. Yeah, and then. Turn it back around on yeah, him. Yeah, that's him, nice. Let him think and talk. It's not on you to be like, listen, kid, this is what happened in there. No, no, no. This I'm is not what went on in there. I would mean, like. Um, what do you think of no, it? No, yeah, I would just turn it on him and be like, I don't know, man, what do you think? It was, it was crazy. I liked Darth Vader. I've always been like a Darth Vader. <laughs> you ever get what ex- were your thoughts? Do you ever get expectations for something? Like, you're watching a movie with people, and you're like, this movie stinks. And then the movie's over, and everybody likes it, and you're like, oh, yeah. You don't want, you don't want to be the lone person? Definitely. I can't think of one, but that's yeah. definitely happened I'm before. sure that's happened before, that's somewhere along the way. Uh, so... Uh, we're going to do some Christmas stuff. We're going to run through the list of the top... I'm not going to go through all 40, but the, we'll do the top 10 Christmas songs of all time. The Ringer did a good list of this where they broke down the version by each artist, too. Sure. Kev, I bet you can guess what number one is without even looking. My bet. <laughs> Heather, what would you guess number one is without oh, looking God. at it? Um, Dashing Through the Snow. Dashing through the, is that even Listen, the name? Listen, I haven't had time to even think about it. Uh, Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> Jingle <laughs> Bell Rock. It's outside. That's the only one everyone talks about. Uh, not for good reasons, generally, that one. Um, There's so many. I'll probably insert some Christmas music in here for this episode. Yeah, you should. Week. Here comes Just Santa. Jam it up. <laughs> jam it up. It's Christmas. FBI's not listening. <laughs> oh, they are not. I said it. Uh, all right, we'll start with number 10 here, and then I'll, I'll hit some honorable mentions later on. Uh, you just let me know if you've heard of this one. Merry Christmas Baby by Otis Redding. No. Uh, I have to hear it, actually. Yeah, it's actually... We play that at Christmas parties, but the Bruce Springsteen version, Bruce Springsteen did a live cover, and it's really fun to play. Hmm. It's my favorite Christmas song Sing to play it. with the band. Um, so I no. can get it. <laughs> I play the bass. It's okay. Can you mouth bass it? Can you mouth bass it? Yeah, or whatever. I don't think it's going to get you there. No. <laughs> Independent research. Uh, speaking of which, uh, number nine, Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus Coming to Town. Oh, play that yeah. one, too. I yeah. like that I one. I like that one. This one came up on rotation when I was driving with my niece and or my, my nephews back to their house yesterday. 
And I was laughing out loud just in the 30 seconds. I know we've talked about it Almost before. all Bruce Springsteens are very Bruce Springsteen, but that's one even amongst those. That yeah. It's very, very... Hey, man! <laughs> it's my favorite part. He's talking to Clarence about getting the saxophone. Yeah, the band. You've been practicing real hard, man. <laughs> you've my, been playing that saxophone. My favorite one is they're obviously like in like New Jersey or something, and he just, at the very end, he's like... How about you guys? Y'all been good out there? And nobody says anything. He's like, oh, that's not many. <laughs> he's like, he's like it's real funny that they still keep that part in every song. It's so good. Every he's time so... they play it, I mean. Uh, he's so distraught. Yeah, that's, actually... another, that's another one we play, though. Those are fun Christmas songs, though. People uh, people always know them. They're nice to do. The problem with a lot of the known Christmas songs, they're really like traditional folk-style songs. So you can't really do those like a band the same way. So something Justin and I talked about when we were doing the top five movies list was the movies we chose tended to... Like, most of my movies tended to be comedy movies or like less earnest movies, right? Songs are the same way. Do you like a more earnest Christmas song? Do you like a more entertaining, like jovial Christmas song? This sort of falls on like the having a good time Christmas yeah. song, a Bruce mm-hmm. Springsteen song. It's not real somber. Uh, number eight, controversial pick from The Ringer, I feel like. Adam Sandler's The Hanukkah Song. Yeah, shout out. That's fine. Shout, is, out to the, shout out to our brothers and sisters. Is the only Hanukkah song? Is this the only one? The most? It's probably their biggest mm-hmm. one where they got dreidel. It might be like some weird <laughs> one-off South Park song they made. <laughs> might be probably unfavorable if they did, actually. Yeah, Hanukkah needs a revamp of their music, I think. Mm-hmm. Just a little update. Yeah, tell the people how you're going to rebrand Hanukkah. <laughs> a, little more dance, a little more dance beats. A little more, a little more funk. Uh, number seven. Uh, Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. I do not care for mm-hmm. Blue Christmas yeah. in general. I feel like I would have to hear it to know what it is. I'm thinking like Blue to, Moon. Do you want me to hit with, hit with Elvis? Oh, have a blue. You know it. Who is my Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without you. It's a little Elvis, right? It's yeah, not bad. That's not bad. Very good. good. All right. Yeah, that yeah. one. It's a little it's a little heavy-handed for my taste. Uh, there's a weird bright eyes version of that one, which is somehow even Sounds more right. uh, morbid and depressing. Uh, yeah, sure. Elvis Christmas song. Something about Elvis doesn't necessarily scream Christmas to me. I don't know why. I know he's got the crazy suit and all. How about number six, The Nutcracker Suite by Peter Tchaikovsky, I guess. People go nuts for The Nutcracker. <laughs> they love The Nutcracker. People That's what nuts. number is that on? That was number Above six. Bruce Springsteen? Well, I mean, this one has a longer track record. It's been around longer. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I actually don't know which part of the Nutcracker Suite is the... the I still love going to Is that the part? Is that the one? the suite is like... The whole thing? the chunks, yeah. The chunks, okay. Suite normally means you get a couple different chunks of song in classical. That's by the book right there. By the book. Number five, have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. They said the Judy Garland version, but I guess any sort of version of... Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. One of my favorites for sure. This falls back on the earnest side of Christmas songs. You like to have a bittersweet Christmas song in the repertoire. A bittersweet. Yeah. You gotta have it. What is it about Christmas that's bittersweet? Is it just being around the family? It's, just, it's the heaviness of it, like, as a as a whole, as a whole concept and a marker for time. You know what I mean? Like, one of the things that every single family, since the day you're born, the year you're born, this is the day, like, you make it kind of a day where everything, everybody gets together. And I think that's just heavy stuff all around. Yeah. That's fair. Heather's contemplative no. off in the distance. <laughs> no. no, I like, from when now that I have my son, it's more exciting. But before, it was almost kind of sad in a way because I would miss my dad. And, For sure. And not yeah, have yeah. family. And I, yeah. So that was hard for all. But now it's become this whole thing where it's somber, but then mm-hmm. it's very exciting at the same time. Yeah. So Well, that's sort of the time is flat circle of it. Like, as you get older, the th- feelings you have about it shift as your life shifts, For sure. right? And those it's same so songs true. come up over and over again. And they find of, uh... significant meaning each mm-hmm. time. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and I think it's that's that's exactly what it is too. Because no matter like how good, like you're so happy and so many yeah. good things are going on, you have your son, and everything's dope. But like you're still, when Christmas comes around, you'll be reminded of the whole spectrum yeah, exactly. of like the love and the loss and like life and what it means to mm-hmm. you know be on earth with these people doing these traditions. Uh, number four, back to the less earnest side, Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Christmas time in Hollis. <laughs> you play that? Uh, I can yeah. pull it up for you. No, I'll pull it up for you if you want to. Yeah, I love that one. That's the I best, know. the second best Christmas rapping song. Then I think you need to play it. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on! I gotta get past the intro. Oh no! What do we got. This is the, probably the. They got like an outlier on the intro. There we go. Uh-huh. Okay. Never heard this song before. Yes, I've heard it. This is a classic. I think it was a Christmas. I mean, it's a Christmas rap song. Well, yeah, this is a terrible version they put up here of some sort. Whatever. Anyhow, Christmas in Hollis. It was good. It was uh, weird YouTube intro. Yeah, yeah too much weird YouTube intro. Um, yeah, I also like, there's a couple Christmas rap songs. Also, uh, Christmas Rapping by The Waitresses, which is less of a rap song, but it's got the rappy cadence to it. Mm. Is there, there's another Christmas rap song I'm forgetting. I'm thinking there's like another, oh, there's like another popular Christmas rap song. I don't know. I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought on it now. Uh, all right. What else we got here on this list? We're getting to the top three. Ugh, the Can I so make slow. you lose the list? No, the internet's just very slow at the house today. I don't know. Shout out. Get us on Twitter if your internet's been slow. If you guys are spamming the internet with all your Christmas stuff. Number three, Christmas time is here. The Charlie Brown song. Vince Gulardi oh, trio. Yeah, I like that one. That's, uh, I said that's my favorite, like, if you're playing Christmas songs in a background somewhere at yeah. a party. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, no, it's a classic. Uh, number two, Baby Please Come Home. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big hit. Another one that we play. Another, yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And then number one, you all knew it was coming. All I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. Okay. Gotta do it. Yeah. It's, well, <laughs> that, there's almost no songs that we play that go over bigger than that. Like, place goes, whenever that song comes on, everybody is nuts singing <laughs> it and dancing. Zach's, People go absolutely wild. It's funny. Zach's dad's 72, and that's his favorite Christmas song. Yeah. It's like you would never mean. He's like this little grumpy old guy. It's... And, it's easy to appreciate. There's a lot of good stuff going on in the song. Yeah, he like he loves that song. Does Kaz like it? I don't know. Kaz isn't really into it. He's probably Christmas. too young to like it. Like, he's not really into yet. it yet. He kind of sings a couple songs. He's just not there yet. One more year, I think we have, before he's really Yeah, one more it. year. Yeah, then he'll really be into it. I think, I, I think I've talked about this before, maybe last year, but this year, all the kids, I think, are definitely out. I think maybe last year I had a couple stragglers mm-hmm. with my nieces and nephews, but I think the time has come yeah. where they're all kind of... You know what I've noticed they're doing now, which is funny? They sort of rag on each other for stuff that the other ones like. It's like, oh, you're still doing this? Word. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of like, oh, word. You're still playing Minecraft? I used to play Minecraft. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's pretty it's pretty good. Kids are mean. Yeah. I didn't realize how kids were mean yeah, to each other. Yeah, kids are mean. I mean, like, it, it's like, I guess I was sort of mean to my, my cousins and nephews and nieces when I was younger as a little kid. It's just sort of part of growing up. But yeah. Vicious. These kids Bad. are vicious to each other. See, you should have another kid so they can be no. they can mean to each other. No. <laughs> It'll be Christmas. They'll be mean to me. That's <laughs> true. That's the real problem is when you get outnumbered. Yeah, that'll like. be outnumbered. Once you got more kids than the parents, you're in real. Like, people get up to three and there's two parents. I know. You're in a lot of trouble. Uh, I'll scroll real quick through some of the ones that just missed the cut, sort of the honorable mention songs. Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Christmas by Bing Crosby. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Let it happen to you. <laughs> let, it, let it wash over me. <laughs> like a winter's sure show. Sure is. Uh, Silent Night 
13? I mean, yeah, what can you say? It's a big one. Where's last last Christmas at 14? You said you were a little down on last Christmas. We talked about this last week. My wham? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. I heard it in a, in a, like getting a bottle of wine somewhere recently, and I was just like, eh, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I, think I feel like somebody still has yet to record a definitive version for my taste of that song. <clears throat> What about the Celine Dion version of Oh Holy Night? You ever heard that one? I, no. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> it makes sense. I don't know what Celine Dion's doing besides just like sings out in Vegas. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. A ton of money. Making that Vegas money. Uh, number 18 was uh, Happy Xmas, the John Lennon Yoko Ono song. That one you can miss me on. Like, The War Is Over. Say, yeah, War Is Over. Yeah, yeah no, nah, Miss Me on that oh, song. Man. It's not, like, terrible, but it's not great. Uh, I think uh, so let's get, we'll end at number twenty, and that was "Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow." Are we gonna get snow? Is there a rumor? Are we, we supposed to snow right now? There's like still some out there. I know there's like. Are oh, you mean for snow. Christmas when Santa comes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When Santa, when oh, Santa, is that what you mean, Sam? For when, when Santa, Santa Claus comes. comes. Santa comes. So when you wake up Christmas morning, there's a fresh coat of snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, man, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm contemplating whether I should just stay at my mom's house on Christmas night instead of driving back here and then all the way back up. But then the more I think about it, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I, still, I can't sleep on the couch. No, that's no. terrible. The kids will wake me up. That'll be the problem. Yeah, it'll be a whole mess. It'll be a whole yeah, thing. you'll be thrown off for a week. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when I get back uh, next week, we'll uh, we'll talk about the Star Wars movie. I'll say what I thought about the, the, the final Star Wars film. Is it the final? I doubt I that. I doubt that very much. Uh, like they're not done. Well, they know that's true. There's probably more of them. Uh, oh, yeah, and before I get off Christmas stuff for a second, uh, I found out my biggest... I think I've turned the corner on wrapping paper. I think it's the biggest scam of all time, right? Can Yo, we rebel against wrapping paper. paper? Can we get rid of it? I think the time has come. I just like gift bags and tissue paper. Yeah, gift bags, I guess... I don't know. Parkinson was talking to me in the interview about like recycling your wrapping paper. Yeah. Maybe there's something to it. Dex found does it. Unbelievable. Just keeps it all like in a box till next year. Yeah, I feel like that's the move. I feel like you can't recycle, you can't recycle paper that I've wrapped. Or three and a half year old took of heart. That's very fair. Our paper, like when I wrap a present, the paper is no longer good enough condition that you're going to want to use it again afterwards. I'm not an excellent wrapper. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Zach wraps all the presents. He does a beautiful job. I bet. And the, I don't. <laughs> I just don't measure. I'm just like whatever paper I got, I'm going to find a way to oh, fold it's it up. The, it's the most beautiful there. wrapping I've ever seen. I'm on a degrading scale. Like the first present I wrap is real. Like I'm yeah. really getting in there. Like, yeah, this By the end, great. just like twisting. Yeah, I'm like, come <laughs> on, just try it up for a piece of string. I was using all the tape. Um, I know it's all downhill when I go through the first roll of wrapping paper. I'm like, oh no, I've, I gotta, now I gotta start speeding this up here. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm done. I'm looking forward to going to my mom's house tomorrow and putting the presents under the tree. Then I'll feel, truly feel like. Yeah, you got Christmas. a big box of presents over there for them. For big old box of presents. All those presents. Yeah, yeah, you showing up like I can't believe you're going there with the clear Tupperware yeah, little, bin. You should yeah, get a sack. A sack. I don't have a big Santa, sack. Santa, a lot of stuff is fragile. Yeah, yeah. Anymore. A little fragile in there. I mean, I'm and not that, saying throw the sack in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that doesn't even include our uh, our maiden Utica Uticast Christmas gifts, which are under the Christmas tree, which right. I will show out there. So lots of gifts. Out there as well, which Heather didn't uh, bring anything for. She I didn't know we were having a Christmas party today. Yeah, you didn't know? I didn't either. It was foisted upon me. You will me. love this when this gift comes. You both will, so just be quiet. We're all, you wow. are the gift. <laughs> I will like it. I mean, I'm here. The yeah. gift that keeps I'm on here. giving. That's all we need. Everything all right. else is frosting. So let's get back to, uh, we'll get to this week's interview, and then we'll come back. Uh, Justin and I, we did our top five holiday movies of all time. Uh, and then we did a little bit of other Christmas stuff, and very quickly at the end talked about the Bills and the Patriots. Uh, and then uh, we'll be back. Oh, yeah.
Computer still works. Officially here on episode 235, Justin Parkinson, Maiden Utica is here. Uh, we are going to break down. Uh, we, we came up with our top five personal yep. Christmas movies and then our least favorite Christmas yes. movie as well. Uh, but you said before we even get started with that, that's the, the whole topic of today. But before yeah. we get started, what was your side point you wanted to get? Curveball, of course. Curve Just per the, per the, yeah, here's a, a snowball, if you will, yeah. coming your way. <laughs> Christmas, I was telling you, is as important to watch Christmas movies as it is to go to the theaters on Christmas or Christmas Eve, Christmas yeah. time, oh, for sure. and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, I have a list of the eight most successful movies, if you can guess any of them. If I can guess any of I will give you a movies. hint. One of the movies is two in a franchise and had Robert De Niro in it. Mm, Robert De Niro in it. Okay, so let me start here. I imagine one of these is a Star Wars movie. So, like, the Force, Star Wars The Force Awakens, maybe. Was that a Christmas movie? Did that come out on Christmas? That is not on this list. However, for, for reference, my list is from 2013. So, uh, <laughs> you got to go okay. back a few years. Okay. I, think. Uh, I didn't check that before you brought it well, up. Well, because I'm going to see that Star Wars movie tomorrow on Christmas so Eve. I'm, yeah, like, my... this is, like, the new era of watching movies. So, any movie that comes out now is a record breaker. <laughs> Because it costs so much to go, and so many Man. people just go to Was there an Indiana the same Jones ones. movie? No. How about this? All right. Little Fuckers. Little Fuckers, yes. And uh, the other one there, Meet the Fuckers. Meet the Fuckers. Interesting. Wow, so those are both Christmas movies? As of 2000. What did you see Christmas Day releases. Christmas Day releases. You know, Chris, yeah, that's what I mean. Christmas Django, Day releases. Django, Unchained. Yep, makes sense. Um, Marley and Me. The dog dying on Christmas. Can you imagine that? And people went in droves to see that. Why would you do that on Christmas to yourself? Lord of the Rings, this is how you can tell the list is a little dated. Uh, Lord of the Rings, yeah. Return of the King. Oh, God. Um, And then we just got a couple that round them out that are like, eh, Way Miserable. Yeah, Way Miz, yeah. That's an interesting choice for a holiday movie. That's sort of like Cats this year, like to do a big weird musical as a Christmas release. Yeah, and Cats is kind of out now during Christmas E time. And then uh, there's just two that are of no avatar. Your favorite. Coming back. That was a that it. was an all-time one that just mm-hmm. was released on Christmas and made a lot of money. And then it's Sherlock, but is it the one that stars... The Diane Jr. one? Ju- yeah, or Cumberbatch. I don't think the Cumberbatch... No, the Cumberbatch one's a TV series. It's got to be the Downey Oh, that Jr. is the Downey Sky one, Ritchie. so I ruined it, yeah. No, no, no part, uh, my buddy, shout out to Adam Goldstein. He stands by those movies. He says they're good. I've never seen either of them. Uh, so, happy, uh, happy holidays, Justin. How's Made in Utica household on Christmas right now? Uh, fine. I mean, are you scrambling around or are you still no, like... No, I don't... It's more... Wrapping the gifts will be the the thing. And that's always like <laughs> yeah. the most pointless thing because like seconds later they get unwrapped type of deal. Weird. So I try to do that at the very last second because there's no point of wrapping something that's just going to well, be demolished. We, we just talked about it. It's it's the the biggest waste of money Yes, of all the things you do on Christmas. At least if, if you're I, paying more than a dollar per roll of paper, like <laughs> you're just... Have you gotten the cheap... 
Oh, it's, yeah, but then it's like you can smaller. See through it, yeah, and, it's yeah, smaller. Yeah. It's not quite as long as the good rolls. You get less like square footage or whatever. I said the person who really deserves. I say this every year, I think, but the person who really deserves the most credit is the person who decided it was smart to put grid lines on the back of the wrapping paper. So, because yeah. I had a roll this year that didn't have it, and all my pieces are all like cut angles and weird. Even just, with yeah. the lines, I'm I'm not much for. <laughs> I try to do the scissor split, and you run it all the way down, but yeah. I never. It always gets caught halfway where my scissors aren't good enough, and I end up with like the jags because I'm like, oh, it's halfway it goes, and then it just like cuts into the side of the paper. Uh, so, okay, let's get you want to do this Christmas list first. Yeah, because I got other stuff I want to talk to you about, but it's not as Christmas related. So let's let's do the Christmas stuff first. Sounds and good. What I think we'll do is let's go back and forth because I think some of okay. our some of our movies are probably going to cross over. So okay, you give me give me your number five movie. So and if I already is have this, it, the this is your not. It's not really a Christmas movie. Christmas movie. Sim- at number five. Right. So and, and neither of us have Die Hard. I do not have Die Hard. Okay. No. So mine. Yeah. The ref. The ref. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you picked the ref. That is Dennis Leary. Yep. Uh, and he's a cat burglar who breaks into a house on Christmas Eve. Spacey. Spacey and who's the other one? Catherine O'Hara. Um, I pulled up the thing. Who is it? It's uh, starring Leary, Judy Davis, Judy Kevin Davis. Spacey, Glynis Johns, and Raymond J. Berry. Of course, that's a movie. That's like a weird Comedy Central movie from a certain era. I would see it on TV. That's actually one of the better Leary movies. Dennis Leary has not aged well for me. Exactly. I, I, <laughs> the reason going. why I picked this is because oh, I remember watching this with my dad and not realizing this is a Christmas movie. Yeah. So, yep. like, that's, or mm-hmm. if it's supposed to be or not. But, like, I remember the ref outside of anything to do with Christmas, and it's mainly that movie Dennis Leary's in. Uh, I like that movie. He, you, know? you will, uh, you will, um, you'll probably argue with me about, uh, Dennis Leary, about this. I think that, like, um, Dennis Leary, I'm not gonna get a hold Dennis Leary. I'm not gonna hold into Dennis Leary. It's a weird movie because like it is, it's one of those movies you could put on at other times of the year, yep. and you wouldn't necessarily think to watch it as a Christmas movie. But the whole plot of the movie is based around yeah, Christmas. Christmas yeah. It's closer to a Christmas movie than Die Hard, I think. For sure, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I, but it's fe- it feels very fringe to me for the most because the story's not I mean, super Christmas. Driv- right, I mean, I guess it is. I don't is. think the ref holds up to repeat viewing for people. I don't think people like the ref as much. Like, I don't think people remember it. Comes, it. Well, it's and not... that's why. It's the movie Dennis Leary was in. Not Rescue Me, the TV show, but that movie he was in. That's what I always get out of that. You're going to notice through the rest of the list that we talk about that I have a hard time with really earnest Christmas movies. Like, yes. Uh, you're not going to see a lot of, like, White Christmas and, like, Bing Crosby-style stuff on my lists here. No one's got time for so, old. We're in a record-breaking era. The Ref is an early example of a sort of a meta-Christmas movie, yep. early era in the 90s. Uh, so I'll give you my number five, which is my not uh, not really a Christmas movie, Christmas movie, and this it's kind of obvious, but it's Gremlins. Gremlins? Uh, I loved the movie Gremlins as a kid. And another movie that, while there is a lot of context... With people, there's it's a guy like in a Santa suit. During, yeah, it's happening yeah, during yeah. Christmas. Yeah. All the lights. It's the snowing. movie itself is about yeah, these non-Christmas gets, things. He right? these the, gremlins because exist at any time. Yeah, but he gets the, the gremlin as a gift yeah. for Christmas, right? So it's a that's the kickoff I, to it. Yeah. I, I also argue that Gremlins is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard because central to the plot is the fact that uh, that he gets a gift for Christmas that just happens to be a mogwai. But this, could have been a birthday gift. 
could have kickstarted this whole thing off if there was just a birthday present. Sure, I guess you could still make the movie. I guess you could yeah, make the same ref. argument. That's, well, oh, the ref, right. I feel like you could make that movie if Christmas wasn't happening. The movie still holds up. A guy's robbing a... Right? Well, like, the other, it doesn't have to be during Christmas for that to go on. The other important point for Gremlins is there is an actual scene in Gremlins where Phoebe Cates disexplains Santa Claus. If you go back to that movie, it's a story that she tells, this really dark, morbid story of... Her father dressing up as Santa Claus. Spoiler alert for a 25-year-old. <laughs> yeah, uh, dressing up as Santa Claus <laughs> and trying to sneak down the chimney to surprise her mother and her and falling down the chimney and breaking his neck and dying. And that's how she learned there is no Santa Claus. And it is a dark, like, movie. It's it's a horrible sequence. Yeah. It's like, man, like, they wrote that scene in. It had to be about Christmas because the dad dies. Or did right? they like, throw it, that scene in to make it more Christmassy since it wasn't a Christmas movie? I don't know. I don't know but it, maybe they're like, this, this movie's not Christmas enough. What can we do to Christmas uh, it up? All right, so give me your give me your number four movie, and I'll see, see if I have it on my list. This is I'm going to go with Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest Saves Christmas. Um, I was going to save it for a little bit more of a shock value, but... I have to get it out of the way yeah, first because sure. this is going to be my fringe. This is a personal one for me because I like the Ernest franchise. Mm-hmm. I like Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest Goes to Camp, uh, yeah. Slam Dunk Ernest, uh, Ernest Goes to Ernest. Jail. Ernest joins the army. Ernest joins the army. Yeah, there's all sorts of Ernest. The Ernest franchise God, you love Ernest. deserves a, uh, an acknowledgement on my list at least <laughs> because I definitely watched this movie. What's the... A countless amounts okay, of times. Okay, so can you give me a short plot? What's Ernest's goal here? I pulled them all up. So okay. here's a man claiming to be Santa Claus arrives in Orlando, Florida, where Ernest P. Worrell is working as a taxi cab driver. Sure. He picks up Santa, who tells Ernest he's on his way to inform a local celebrity named J- Joe Caruthers that he's been chosen to be the new Santa Claus. Joe hosts a local children's program with emphasis on manners and integrity. While driving a runaway teenage girl, I'll skip past that. Uh, later, Ernest. Like, I get my phone. Ernest discovers that he left his magic sock in a taxi cab and begins a quest to find the old man and return it to him. Wait, he has a magic sock? Sack. Sack. Oh yeah. my god, I was gonna say, what the hell is this movie about? Did I say sock? Um, I meant sack. That's a magic sock. Uh, and then uh, comedy ensues. There's an alien terrorizing Christmas. All sorts of stuff. Wait, there's an alien? Yeah. Ernest, man. Ernest, that's what I appreciate about an Ernest movie is an Ernest movie is just way out there. He, oh, yeah. Ernest, was Ernest like the budget brand Robin Williams? Just out there, manic energy, no. kind of doing his whole he bit. He always played the same character, so you got to think of him in that Pee Wee Herman vein where it's like he's always, Ernest isn't in a movie when he's not Ernest. That's true. He's always Ernest. And he's like, he he's... was the king of straight to DVD or straight to VHS. Rarely, like I think Ernest did, did Ernie, went to theater. Movies go to theater. Most of them did, but that a era, lot of them did yeah. not. A lot of them were very bad. Like Slam Dunk Ernest did not have a theatrical release. This one was not a critical success commercially. <laughs> highest grossing of the five Ernest films. We should number two at the box office, five million dollars in sixteen hundred theaters. We'll do a whole Ernest deep dive one day about the the ups and downs of the Ernest series. Uh, you ready for my number four? Yep. All right. Uh, this one, I guess, this is also kind of obvious. Uh, how about uh, Will Ferrell and Elf? This is an unpopular choice for a lot of people. I don't know if everyone loves Elf. My problem is that I measure it to Ferrell movies, not Christmas. Against I measure it against his other movies versus against other Christmas movies. It is one of the funnier Christmas movies. It's amongst the worst Ferrell movies to me, personally. I think it's a smart Ferrell movie. It established him... As like having a film that people will always... It's like a timeless movie. It's like doing... He, he'll always have this character at the end of like... Thing. People will remember this character well, for whatever reason. Yeah. There's not a lot of 
great new Christmas movies. True. That's something you'll note as we probably get through this list. Like there seems to be a Tim Allen hanging on there at the end. There, he's this, a, is, this is two thousand and four. Yep. Right. Like when's the what's the best Christmas movie that's come out since Elf? I, I there's pro, maybe there is one and I don't know it and I haven't seen it, but. I don't. It like, seems Love like Actually we, is probably before this. I don't have that on my list. Yeah, but. it seems like we're not that into like Christmas commercial success in film like that these days, right? Like it's not that easy go to. Well, this is another sort of meta contextual Christmas movie. It's like Elf shows up in the real world, and they're like, "There's no such thing as Santa Claus." He's like, "No, there is a there thing." Is, you know yeah, I mean, like yeah. it's again a not super. It's heartwarming. It's got some charm to it, but it's sort of subversive in that right. way. Uh, this movie made. 173 million dollars. I was gonna say ungodly, ungodly successful. Like this is probably Will Ferrell's most successful movie. Like yeah, maybe. I I don't know how much old school makes or anything like those. Or like those Anchorman's like and oh yeah, I guess maybe. Oh man, I bet it's up there. Yeah, no, I didn't. I pick it. Wasn't it not Ricky Bobby? Because they like promoted the crap out of that movie. And that was just terrible. You know who else is really good in this movie besides Will Ferrell is James Caan. Yep. <laughs> Jimmy Caan's really good in this movie. And then uh, uh, the indie darling, right? Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. At the height of my love for her, probably. Yeah, so. yeah and everybody's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so you want to give me your number three? We haven't had any crossover yet. So this is where my next two include Scrooge. I think I'll okay. go with the Muppets because I think you got it. I also have Muppets number three. I'm glad you brought that. We watched. Do you the have another Scrooge ish movie on your list? I do not. Okay. So that's the last Scrooge right, movie good. I have on here. All right. I what did you think? I I tried to. Well, unsurprising, I prefer two Scrooge movies. <laughs> yeah. On my of my four, I like the central character to be a miserable man hating Christmas. When I put on Muppet Christmas Carol last night when I got home and we were sitting around watching it, it just holds up so well. It's a really. It's sort we of were, like, we had to backtrack the year and be like, wait, what year is this again? It's 1992. Yeah, and, and even movie, then you couldn't believe it was 92 because you could have told me like 2000 and I'd been like, yeah, all right. The, some of the quality, but because um, it's in a set like that, you could have sold me on this being way newer than it was. Yeah, outside of the one really wonky ghost that shows up in the middle of the movie, it's just really bad ghost special baby. effects. Yeah. It's really the terrible. Baby go- That's a sh- t- terrifying looking. Yeah, if that really... came into your house in real life, that'd be enough to kill you from heart attack. That's what the picture they should put next to the definition of Uncanny Valley in the internet. Like, yes. This is, yeah, they, they tried something and they failed. Yep. Uh, but the rest of the movie... Right idea. Yeah, wrong, the rest of the movie really delivery, holds up. Right? Um, yeah, it's pretty good, man. I think it hits a nice... I- I kept saying about the idea of this world where Muppets and humans exist without <laughs> yeah. addressing the fact that they're so clearly different. Isn't that what we all yearn for? It's just to walk past each other in the streets and not identify as like, wow, this guy's a frog talking <laughs> to me. Like, not once did he stop yeah. and be like, wait, yeah, he's, why is this frog married to this pig? Yeah, it's an interesting... Why is their house smaller than mine? It's an interesting it doesn't, cro- it doesn't even... They don't even have the conversation. It's he's just accepted. Terrified by ghosts. <laughs> yeah! He doesn't understand where the ghosts come from. He's straight he thinks that they're honest conversation with the frog, though. But all his staff is rats yeah. and, and a big mouse. Who speak. Right? Yeah, speaking <laughs> rats and a mouse. Uh, it's really... Michael Caine, actually, No movie, concerns. No secondary, like, thoughts for it. We had a hard time last night when we talked about this, who you could recast this movie today with Michael Caine because Michael Caine was the right amount of yeah. old and kind of curmudgeon well, but threw sort of out, charming. They th- who, I think Steve threw out Jack Black, and I really came... Jack I Black. started coming around on that because I think he could do the singing yeah. with the playful of being mean and nice at, and all in the same movie. He can kind of... I think he can sing mean, if you sing could, nice, act mean, act nice. You know, he can really do all of that. If you could age him a little bit, I think that... I think Kevin said Hugh Jackman, and like that Jackman? one stuck with me afterwards. It's like, yeah, Hugh Jackman and the Muppets, like he could be real mean to him, but he's kind of... 
charming at the end. You yeah, can Logan. Sing. He'll that, be yeah. the Logan of yeah. the Scrooge. Logan version <laughs> of Scrooge. <laughs> Slice it up all the up. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> what's your... Do you want to... So we both have Muppets yeah, you, at number you three. Take, so. You take the next two first. Then, I'll um. go to number two. Uh, my number two is Home Alone. Um, I, watched, okay. I watched Home Alone on Friday with my high school kids. Uh, we watched these three movies in a row on Friday before we left for vacation. We watched uh, Home Alone, yep. Home Alone 2, of course, and The Santa Claus. Okay. Of those three movies, as a 33-year-old man watching them yep. as an adult, the only one that held up was the original Home Alone. Yeah. I think um, the Santa Claus probably gets worse. Santa Claus is a tough watch yeah. as you get a little bit. I know people really like it. I know yeah, that Alan, crazy. Alan's crazy. actually. I don't get it. Alan's not too bad in it. He's He's like that Charlie Sheen for me, though, like with TV. I just don't understand why so many people watch him. I don't understand He's it. effectively grumpy in the role when he needs to be. Almost too much in the beginning. You're like, wow, this guy's an asshole. Right? Like, but um, that movie doesn't hold up. But Home Alone. It's actually really funny. The beats are really funny. It's still a John Hughes movie for all intents and purposes, yeah. right? Like, it's Joe Pesci's in it. You yeah. know, like, it's like, like Pesci, I for, I just, I'm, Pesci kills me the whole time. And maybe my mileage for Pesci is, like, higher than most people, you know? Like, I just watch The Irishman and all that shit, but... Well, you he, watched the Netflix thing, too, of Home Alone itself, right? Yeah, it's really Which good, Which kind too. of, like, did that soften it up when you watched it? I'll tell you what it did. It actually... Of those, uh, the movies that made us documentary on Netflix, which you should all go watch, it's quite good. The Home Alone episode was the most interesting because that movie had to jump through a shit ton of hurdles right, to, to get, get made, to where yeah, it was. Yeah. And those hurdles were interesting. Uh, Daniel Stern was in and out of the movie and then and back brought, in the movie back in. Uh, because the guy they got to replace him, like, Pesci didn't like him. Or, <laughs> no, it was, Pesci was apparently quite agitated on set but he actually Pesci's a good villain he's comical enough but he, a certain he, he level makes of the whole movie I don't know if you can replace him Catherine O'Hara is really good John Candy also really funny underratedly as the polka king of the Midwest he's just like trying to name all his songs like never heard any of our songs Midwest polka 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 no yeah, uh, yeah. alright whatever and because <laughs> like, uh, Macaulay was with him on Uncle Buck too right which is where John Hughes sort of was like oh this Macaulay Culkin kid maybe we can do something right with this kid I actually love Uncle Buck too. That's, that's Uncle Buck's like great. A Christmas movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Home Alone. I'll. I'll uh, I think nowadays when you go back and look on it, the idea of leaving your kid behind and having to deal with these burglars is probably just okay. a straight pan- like your mom so, would probably have a panic attack. It's a great point. Uh, different time and place, but also I think the first Home Alone movie, especially when I watched it right before the second one. Um, how much do people really hate Kevin McAllister? Well, the first one, actually, right? Because everyone they forget about him. They the want to kill first, him. You know, like nobody movie, likes this kid. His brother despises him. Did a really good job of setting up how it would happen, though, right? Yeah. Like, there's the fight in the thing, yeah. and he goes up to the attic. All these people in the house uh, is clearly set up about how full, he's be, yeah he's being left and, behind even from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, and the power goes out in the beginning, and everyone's rushing. Yeah, and there's the kid late. who's standing out by the car, and they tap him on the head, thinking it's Kevin. Like yeah. you can. It does lay out a way, and in a pre-cell phone era, it does yeah. make sense that you would yeah. get on the plane. Maybe that's the thing. They go to France. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a, a plane ride to France. With no cell phone. With no cell phone. Yeah. That's like a good, what, 13-hour flight? Yeah. I don't Two, know how three days before a, you can even get back. Yeah. Two days, probably. So Wherever the airport is from there, It too. makes more sense in the first one why they can't really get a hold of them. There's like, they, they do a really nice job of that. In the second movie, it starts to feel slightly strained, right? Like the, yes. the concept feels strained. Now they're in the wrong planes. 
Yeah. Like, one of them went to New York, now the other ones are in wherever, and it's just... Well, you gotta throw the... You gotta mix it up that way. The second Home Alone... I like Suck Brit Kid is from Home Alone 2, which Suck is the Brit best line of Suck each movie. Suck Brit Kid is the best one when he throws the... My favorite part of any of those movies stuff. is when... They have the movie inside the movie with the guy with the Tommy gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually another good line. He's like, I believe you, but my Tommy gun don't. Yeah, (laughs) they got in the shower and they're like dancing with the puppets and all that stuff. Yeah, somebody's like pulling the strings. Uh, Home Alone 2 falls victim to sequelitis with these movies where they feel the need to repeat repeat, the same bits. Home Alone 2 is the best when they're trying to do unique bits. Right. It struggles when it's like, how can we make the original bits bigger and better? Yeah, because everyone dies. by the pigeon lady. I would like to see more from her. Lady. I like the pigeon lady. A little darker. The violence is... We watched that video uh, how many times they died. died. Yeah, and it's like it's, hundreds or a lot. It's pretty striking. Like, yeah, they die quite a bit of times. The, and then the first one even, it's still... The difference with the first one and the second one is the first one is cut better. Yep. It's not John Hughes, by the way. He wrote the script, but Chris Columbus directed it. It's The first one is cut better. Uh, so the... The Pratt Falls really feel like they hurt, right? And the shooting is very tight, and it, it just looks good. The second one feels cartoonier. Services, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was your number two, Jess? We'll move on from Home Alone. I went with Scrooge. Scrooge. Yep. Scrooge is an interesting one. Scrooge. Uh, talk about Scrooge for a second, because I want to pull something up for All right. you. Yeah, Bill yeah. Murray, obviously. Yeah, Bill Murray, obviously. Um, directed by Richard Donner. Richard Donner, who did Superman fame, Superman two. Stars Karen Allen, John Forsythe, Bobcat. Karen Allen. Bobcat. Bobcat Goldfight? $32 million budget for that time. That was probably huge. They capitalized on Murray's Ghostbuster role, referencing encounters with ghosts in the films. Uh, what would you say? I have it pulled up in front of me. I don't know if you have it in front of you. What would you th- What would you say the audience score and the critic score for this movie is on Rotten Tomatoes? Ooh, the audience score is probably very high, and the critic score is sadly low. They're surprisingly close, actually. Yeah? Uh, pretty... How about 67 for both? 67 63. Uh, critics score is 70. Audience score is 71. So okay. most, it's about what I would expect for this movie. I actually really like this movie. Yeah. Uh, again, this how much says mileage? This alternative to traditional Christmas films and arguing that Scrooge was ahead of its time. It is a little bit. Making it in the, bringing that story into modern day. It's surprisingly dark. It's a yes. pretty dark movie. And Murray's catalog Was he of going movies... through some stuff... Maybe at the height of his, like, super successful, too, going through. Not, like, uh, doing these movies. Is he on, like, cruise control and being a little bit out there, too, you think? I wonder what... He's, like, a megastar at this point. I wonder what calls Bill Murray when he looks at a script. Like, when he's... Even going back to this day, even now, like, what is it about a script that you get in front of Bill Murray and he just goes, you know what? This one. Yeah. I just well, this one has like, a ghost in it, right? Like, the ghost stuff? Do you think he one... looks at him and just like, no more ghosts. I'm done with ghosts. Well, this one is weirdly feels like... The same kind of idea, like let me do a, a Christmas movie, but like my own kind of Christmas movie. Like he yep. has, he he seems to like Christmas stuff. He has a modern Murray Christmas thing on Netflix. So that's it's, right. It's not that's like he right. doesn't enjoy doing Christmas stuff. It seems like um, he knows maybe he likes money. I think this movie holds up for like my sister's generation a lot. My older sisters. Really I watch love this, this movie. with my aunt Erica all the time. This is another one that falls in the earnest thing with my cousins that I remember, whether it be Christmas or not. I remember watching Bill Murray and Scrooge just quite a bit. Is this Karen Allen's Apex Mountain? I think it is. God, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, so uh, what is... Oh, what's your number one? You want me to go first? Uh, I can go first if you want. I'll go first. You want to go first? All right, go ahead. Mine's obvious. Sure. Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. That makes a lot of sense. I would expect that from you. That's an every year watch, no matter what. Um, the idea that it's even on streaming now means I can watch it all year round. Um, 
I just got a present this weekend that was in a Snoopy bag that Katie wanted to use to rebag another present, and I actually got defensive about it. And I was like, well, you can't <laughs> use that bag because it's mine, and I like it. <laughs> it's yeah, just like a Christmas you've bag. You've always had a soft spot in your heart for I any like sort of to collect, Snoopy. I collect a lot of Snoopy and Peanut stuff. So even though it's a Christmas bag and it has no purpose because Snoopy's on it, you know, I want to keep it because I keep a lot of stuff that just has like Snoopy to do with it. Um, so yeah, that's a personal bias probably for me for Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, but I do think it is an excellent film. There, I would say that this is the best Christmas. Can you sound- call it a film? Yeah, you got so, to, well, right. It's, yeah, I mean we can get into cartoon say, things. Minutes not, something around that's there. close it's probably, enough. Yeah, it's I mean it has. Long. It has the best Christmas soundtrack, I would say. I think that's not even a hard, hot take oh, anymore. God, the yeah. best Christmas yeah. music. We got it on vinyl at the house. It's the best. It's so it's, good if you, pop on. <laughs> if you are lucky enough to go find yourself a copy of the Vince Gugliardi Trio's <laughs> Christmas album they did for this, it's the best Christmas music you'd ever get. It's, it's very... I always had a sort of mixed opinion about the peanut cartoons as a kid. I love Why? Because I love the cartoon strips. I read the comics all the time, yep. the Sunday paper... But I never really latched on to the cartoons for whatever reason in the same way that I that I did with like other stuff. I See, don't. I Disney can't tell you why. Disney did a thing where they did like a TV show. Yeah. And um, I used to watch that after school, and I think that's what really hooked me because it was like two 15-minute episodes. Yeah. Um, and it was a little TV show, so it was a lot of standalone yeah. things, not the traditional specials. Yeah. You know, they'd be playing baseball or whatever, and it'd be an episode strictly about the baseball game. It didn't have any pumpkin or whatever to involve to it. You know, it was a straight up just episode. And I, I think I'm with you. If I didn't watch those, I don't know if I got into it as much because I tend to think of them as themed holiday yeah. cartoons now, mm-hmm. um, not standalone franchise cartoons. Like, they don't have. Day Simpsons type scenarios, right? They're not every day, every week type of characters. You usually only hear about the penis during holidays. Try about Christmas is only about thirty minutes. I'll still give it to you. As thirty minutes, yeah. As I would say, even yeah. less. They must really stretch it for time on TV. Uh, I would say though, this movie has a ninety-four percent critics rating, no audience rating. I think it's just like a, you got to think of the yeah. time. This is probably a lot. Well, guys, the TV sh- that's. That's tough. Uh, I would say my favorite thing about the Peanuts in general is just the iconography of it. I love the way it looks. I love the sort of style and the, the way it's presented. And I, I think Charles Schultz is fascinating yep. as a character. I like the um, the colors are always good to me. Like the because they're always uh, I like the palette of that. Oh yeah, that uh, for sure. And then they're always very bland. So it's like a purple background, right? <laughs> With, yeah. Like there's not always like a lot of the stuff doesn't always have to be detailed. Um, it's just colors everywhere. Uh, my number one, are you ready for this, mm-hmm. is uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. I think this one, and again, if you want to talk about nostalgia. And you've been comedy a little bit with like Elf and some of those things, Home Alone. Christmas so you like vacation, a little bit of humor in your holidays. This, this is what my sisters and I like to watch the best. Like this is the movie that me and my sisters and family quote yep. around the house. You know what I mean? Like I used to make Christmas CDs and I would intercut just lines of from, dialogue from, from the, yeah. Yeah. That's really my favorite one ever. I just listened to one. I was listening to one yesterday. It popped up on a mix. It was just the one where he's like, all the people were walking by Chevy Chase in the line. He's like, "Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas." Kiss my ass. Yeah, yeah. Kiss, your ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. I mean, it's yeah. like it's just really good stuff. And you know, say what Chevy you will. Chevy doesn't hold, and che- neither does what's his face. He's a lunatic now. Randy Quaid. Yeah, he's like, neither he of them. People are like chasing. Neither him of them. He's hold. like living in Canada as like a refugee of the United States. I would say more than Caddyshack. This movie is Chevy Chase Apex Mountain. 
for me. This is you my think more favorite. than Caddyshack. Yeah, I think for me well, personally, because Caddyshack, yeah. he's not like he might be the star, but he's not the best person in it. Rodney is. Rodney's the hero in it. Christmas Vacation is also the only Christmas movie that I still elicit full belly laughs from when I watch. It's yeah. still funny to me years later. Like t- Christmas Story doesn't hold up for me in terms of laughs. It, I was just gonna say that it does. To, I felt bad leaving it off my list, and I mean, almost because of legacy. Yeah. Um, that movie still does get me though with the leg lamp, you know, leg lamp stuff funny. is hilarious. <laughs> Look at the pole, the big giant suit, because it's like all relatable stuff. It I, makes me remember like having to wear stupid snow pants and things like. I, I still loved appreciate it. that movie for when I still thought like Ralphie and his brother, and it was a very very long time ago and for a brief time. But isn't it nice <laughs> to suit. like go back to those like really want that one toy and like your whole life being revolved around that, you know? I re- I re- well that's Jingle All the Way as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean every. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the other one, that, uh, the one I want to mention as well, uh, and again, Christmas Vacation, I just think for me, it's so goddamn funny to mm-hmm. me. I just love everything about it. Like, I think Julie Louis-Dreyfus is the neighbor's really funny, and the family and the dad setting the tree on fire. It's a timeless and, like, thing, too, yeah. that'll hold. I think you could watch that 20 years from now, and it'll still be on TV I think and still, like, playing than, through. I think it's better than the original Vacation. I think it's better than Elf. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all that type it's of funnier thing. than Elf. If you want to talk about like a comedy Christmas movie. And it's funny. Elf is a... So, so Elf is a f- Christmas movie that's sort of like... It's got Santa in it. Christmas Vacation yeah, is a, a family, family movie, right? It's about yeah, like Christmas time. people around the fire and him like putting the lights on the house. And, yep. not, and like just... It's weird family stuff as opposed to Here Comes Santa Claus, right? right so right. that's where I, I would sort of split the difference. We also... Decided we we're gonna do our worst Christmas movies. Yes, the, just least favorites. Do you want me to start first on this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll start first on this one. Uh, I would say the Jim Carrey How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Remake. Really? I hate. You hate, hate that? Hate, Ron hate, Howard. Yeah, I hate it. Wow. I hate it so much. I almost I, included that in my I list because it's one it. of my mom's all-time faves. That's like a stretch five or six. That's after a Christmas. No, that's story. a miss for me. I think wow. I loved because I love the original cartoons so much because of the music and the animation and something about it when I watch it now it just doesn't I miss He's all the jokes? So, yeah, it's it's a I down love performance. The world that Ron Howard created, I think that's a good, as good of a human Dr. Seuss world you're gonna come across. Yes, and I don't like looking at it. Really? Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. Like when I look at it, I can't get comfortable watching it. The Grinch it's, is everything you're afraid of. You're just like a who. I didn't watch the it's new Grinch. Sammy who? <laughs> have you seen the new? There's a new Grinch, an even newer one. They did like a, a, it's a cartoon. Well, like it's 3D, 3D, yeah, yeah, yeah. when he was a kid. Yeah, Cumberbatch is the Grinch. Ah, I mean, it looks cute, I suppose, if you're a little kid. Like, I, I didn't look. The original Grinch has a certain quality. Like, we when we were goofing around last night, we flipped through those Disney yeah. Plus yeah. channels and we found those old 1930s cartoons. Yep. The original Grinch with like is better. It has that sort of same appeal to me. It's like someone drew this. Yes. Like by hand, right? A million times. Yes. Right. And it's, it's uh, iconic yeah. in its presentation too. It's yeah. Not too complicated. The songs are all great. Jim Carrey adds like a little bit. He's not the Grinch from the... I think that's what it is. He's not the Grinch from the cartoon that throws it off. Yeah, and I think that's the other issue for me too is when you take something... It's like this. If you made a live-action Charlie Brown Christmas based on the cartoon, it's a 30-minute movie. So how much content do you have to write original content... To go around it, right? I do. I don't tend to like when that happens. Like with a lot of things that I grew up. And do with. I want like Bill Burr being 
Yeah. Charlie Brown. Hey, Charlie Brown. Yeah, what's going on, Charlie Brown? Yeah, you know, you're going to want that. Like, you know, Seth Rogen's playing Pigpen. He's going to you know, move the just... football, Lucy. I'm not yeah. stupid. Pigpen, why do you smell so weird? Oh, it's pot waves. Oh, it's Seth Rogen. It's Pigpen. Oh, yeah, you're going to want that. Yeah, it's no good. It's no good. Don't need it. Um, what, was your, what was your worst Bad Christmas? Santa. Yeah, you hate Bad Santa. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've had a torch for Bad Santa I don't, for a while. I uh, don't... I watched it. Me and my cousin went through this phase where we just go to the movies to kind of like kill time. My dad lived in Virginia and we were down there. And it was during that phase where we watched the movie in Virginia when we were at my dad's. Like, let's go to the movies. And we watched Bad Santa. And I've never seen it again besides the first time because I swore after that day I'd never watch this movie again. And I love Billy Bob Thornton. But I went back like the kid actor is awful. Yeah. Billy Bob playing the Bad Santa just didn't do it for me. Right, so like if he's gonna be bad, he's got to be like sling blade bad and just like killing people. That's that's bad, Billy. I don't like him being like this drunk, weird, like you know, assholeish guy or whatever. Doesn't do it for me with Billy Bob. And then they threw in the tiny, small person. We don't want to be inappropriate. Yeah, little person. Little when people, you always yeah. use that too as a crutch in like comedy movies, it's always like not a good thing. That being the elf with the, this guy, like all of it just makes for terrible, terrible stuff. The only thing I'll say about that guy is I think he's Mickey from Seinfeld. He was. Uh, Kramer's no, buddy. It's the, uh, oh, the black, the black guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's another doesn't age well thing. It's a bit of a punching down movie. Yeah, um, it wouldn't hold today. A lot of the stuff is very, uh, especially with the kid being around. Some of the stuff Billy Bob does, I don't think you would release that movie today and have people just being like, "This is trash." You it's, know, it's another Billy Bob movie that like they made. Like Bad News Bears, they tried to make. Yeah, maybe, there's another miss. Sorta. Yeah, he See, went through feels... a few. I I really like Sling Blade, so I wonder with him if you're not doing movies like that, why do anything at all? You know, <laughs> like you can make good things like that. You have. Did they? Why make... choose shit? You know. I want to say they're either made or they're are making, making a Bad a Santa, Santa Two, right? Uh, is that a real I hope, thing? Yes, I believe that's a thing. It is a thing. I hope it's already out. I hope it's never coming out. Actually. I'm not. I'm having a, my my phone's being crummy on the internet. There's so I'm not no reason but... because they, no one wants you to know. <laughs> they want it to just be forgotten forever. Yeah, there's like some funny lines. Billy Bob's in there. Um, you know, I won't repeat it for the air. I'll tell you afterwards. Yeah. But like, I still use a line from Bad Santa all the time. But other than that one like line, I can't think of anything positive I got out of that movie watching experience. I actually paid to see it. I think that's why I hate it even more. It was years ago. Did you uh, and I, I guess I was I didn't put them on my list. It was sort of close, but I, I sort of edged them out at the end. Did you ever watch any of those like claymation Christmas specials on TV growing up? Like yeah, uh, like Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Rudolph one is probably the most. Um, mainstream of yep. those ones. People know Rudolph and Yukon Cornelius and yep. the B- Bumble and all that kind of thing. Yep. But the Abominable Snowman. I actually, I kind of low-key like all the weirder ones that are like acid trip movies with like the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser. The and, miser yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. movies are outrageous. Like German-based or something. Every one of these, yeah, they're all based on like the Germanic Santa Claus yep. myth. So, I want to say there's one that's called like The Year Without a Santa Claus or The Story of Santa Claus and it's all about like how he becomes Santa Turns Claus? into Santa Claus. Yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah. weird movie, yep. man. Those like, were always on every year. They were like... Aggressively weird. <laughs> like, super weird. You do not make stuff for kids that weird anymore, I don't think. No. 
No, like, like maybe no. SpongeBob. But you got to think, like, like, using that claymation and that technology, that might have been, like, a feature film at the time, right? Like, that might have been forever. a massive yeah. achievement. So yeah. it didn't need to be for just children. It had to be for everybody. There's a whole company that does all those movies. If you ever, if you people are out there listening for a deep dive, uh, they're called Rankin Bass, I believe is the name of that company, that does all those movies. They did, like, the Frosty the Snowman cartoon, yep. the Easter Bunny cartoon, the Easter Bunny claymation. Uh, the Frosty, all, all, yeah, all yeah, the, wow. those movies. Wow. That's, like, their whole like M.O. and uh, I loved all those movies as a kid but they also all kind of scared me because they're sort of unnatural. There's a yeah. weird unnatural movement to it that's made you unsettled. I was scared of everything as a little kid. I was a little baby. Well I wonder too if we were younger when they came out if you like again would that would you like just marveled at them? Wow this is amazing. Well when I was Look at those I mean, snowmen dance right <laughs> or whatever like it's were hard. you seeing stuff like that at the time? It's hard to it's hard to quantify, right? Because you can't put yourself in your in your little kid mind right. to see it for the first time. I just look back at it now, like, oh yeah, I would probably wouldn't have liked that. No, Certain no, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't like that. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, all right, so we got to our top five. It's good. We didn't have as much overlap besides the Muppet one, which we just watched. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about any Disney ones. Didn't do the Disney Christmas Carol. I don't really have a lot of. Love I'm for, not like, a Mickey big Mouse. Disney guy. I was telling you it before. Like, I don't have a lot of Disney sticking points that aren't like heavyweights. Is I think my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like flipping through those things, I was never super big into the cartoons. It's, I got a couple that I can go back to, but I wasn't like big on Aladdin or any of that. Like outside of the cartoon Mickey's. Christmas Carol, which was basically the same thing we watched yesterday, right. but with Mickey, Mickey and his yeah. pals instead of the Muppets and right. Kermit and his pals. Right. Is there like a Disney Christmas definitive movie? Really, I don't think there is. And there's probably some Christmas purist fan out there listening, like screaming. Like I Amy, mean, yeah, the tiny Amy Smith is yelling at me right yeah. now. Like, You're not for <laughs> right, I'm sure there is. It's like, love you, Amy. Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's. It's one of those things where I just... I'm sure I'm missing one, but Like Disney, a classic straight-up Christmas movie Yeah, Disney. Christmas Disney movie classic. Frozen's not? I've never seen is it. Is it a Christmas... That's not I a Christmas know. movie. It's just I have a no winter idea. movie, It's I just believe. a winter movie? I don't know. I don't know. I have to go see the Star Wars movie tomorrow. That might be a Christmas movie. That is not movie. a Christmas movie. It's out on Christmas. Uh, before, we, <laughs> before we go, uh, so let's let's just say shout-out real quick to the Fantasy Football League finals will be next week. It's Ken Smith versus... You or Pete forgets. Yes. Still up in the air. By the time this comes out, people will know. Well, no, yeah. either tonight or tomorrow, even, because it's just one game left. I got two guys going, he's got one, and I'm up by a little bit. I should win, but I'm not going to go as far as saying that, like, crazy shit happens all the time. So. Oh, yeah. Now, let's let's talk about this for one second. Let's move away from fantasy football. Um, let's talk about real football for just one second. We have a rare occasion to discuss that yes. both of our teams, the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots, will be. In the playoffs this year, surprisingly. Although Bill's lost the chance to win the division. I like how you think you have a seat at the table now. I just want to chat you up a little Let's, bit. Let's uh, talk so, about our playoff teams. We'll yeah, doesn't it up. feel good to sit at the, the big boy table, Sam? Well, to know I what it's ask... like to have a season past January? <laughs> well, I want to ask you a couple questions about the Bills, right? I want to see what your opinions are. Uh, and I have a couple questions for you about the Patriots. So uh, I figure we'll have a nice civil conversation as we yep. get here about these two things. Let me ask you this question. As a Patriots fan, do you are you concerned in any way, not about the Bills, but that there might not this might not be the Patriots team to win another Super Bowl? Is there any concern? What's your level of concern? Five percent? Ten percent? It's weird <clears throat> because like when you think of Brady's like so this whole entire time, I've probably said this before, you're talking like twenty years and they've won what, mm-hmm. like six? So six out of twenty years, which means they lose one every three years. I expect them to win once every three years, right? 
if that's the average thing, I think one team out of every three should be a Super Bowl team. I think this is one of those two of the three teams that shouldn't be. Sure. Clearly, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they might make the Super Bowl. They might go deep in the playoffs. But they're not that team that is like, okay, once once every three years they have a team that's like, these guys yeah. are no doubt going to the Super Bowl. This team doesn't feel like it. Even from when Gronkowski retired and all that type of stuff. What's the roadblock, Baltimore? No. I think it's actually better that they beat Baltimore. Or played or lost to Baltimore because I, and during the regular season. Because now they've seen them, they've played against them, and it'll be a little bit different. I really think their biggest problem is going to be if Brady has to make throws and if he just can't anymore. Any concern about Bills, Patriots, three Patriots won twice, but I've heard the old saying, much like a 2-0 lead in soccer. The safest the lead safest in soccer, lead. yeah. Uh, it's real hard to beat a team but three they, times in a and year. And I, I, see, I would have bet the over <laughs> yeah. on points and covering the spread, and yeah. Patriots did both. And McDermott is 0-6 against the Patriots. 0-6. Yeah. I, so yeah. I don't believe. It's not he's this due. year. <laughs> it's when he actually beats them anytime uh, I will be concerned. But he's lost six times. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Here's an outsider's, as an outsider's perspective, as a Bills fan. How, what should my expectation be for this team? Should I expect they're going to lose in the first round? Should I hope for one maybe win? Who are you looking at? For the you're looking, first round? I guess, you're looking at the Houston Texans, probably. I guess is what the, I think they they clinched. So let me tell you, ask you this: If the Patriots don't get a first round buy for whatever reason, the Chiefs end up with it. Can the Patriots and the Bills play in the first round again? I that don't soon? believe that's the case. I think because they're in the. I could be wrong. Someone correct me on Twitter mm-hmm. if they want, but I believe it's one of those scenarios there's a, where probably they a couple can't, scenarios still left. Yeah. I would imagine is what I would guess. So I would say a few things. The Bills are probably locked in as a five seed in the non-football. You want to play. Uh, <laughs> you want to play the Texans. You want to play the Texans if you're the Bills. If that's the best yeah. case scenario, I think. I think that's the easier matchup. I don't think the Bills are going to have the offense to compete with the Chiefs. No, I think that's fair. I don't think the, the I think the Bills would need to score at least. 20 to 24 points a game, and I can't... Well, I was telling you, too, I think the Patriots and the Bills, both biggest problem is going to be mobile quarterbacks just in general because they don't see them in their division. Everybody's like a statue there, and I think if you have, like, even someone like Mahomes can move around, it'll give the Bills a little bit of problem. Jackson running already gave the Bills and the Patriots problems. Like, that's going to be their issue, I think, is is it'll be quarterback plays. The other quarterback plays better than the Bills quarterback or the Patriots quarterback, but the rest of the teams are really good. The big question marks for both teams, actually, this year... Or Brady and Allen, probably. Uh, you're a man with spicy takes. So uh, what I will do here, before we close up for the day, thanks for coming by and doing no problem. this. Appreciate it. we got to do a gift exchange, too, yeah. at some point in time. Yep. I was going to have you open sudden on the air, but I feel like we might as well just wait till later and people are going to get here. I do have multiple gifts for you, though. So oh, yeah. If you want to open something right now, I won't. I'll, do you want me you. to? I don't care. It's up to you. You want to open a gift now in the air? Yeah, it makes. All right. I'll get you a <laughs> we'll gift do a in visual, the air. We'll do a visual. Uh, do a, it's a bad visual here. So <laughs> here, plug Baby Jacob for a second. Um, I actually just redid the website, sort of, so it's functioning and working, and there's content on there again, and it'll be worth a click in 2019. Here you are. Your first. 2020. Now, uh, I sort of spoiled this a little bit for you a couple days ago when we sort of talked about it. I had mentioned to you that I had ordered you something, uh, and part of the gift was the box it came in. And when I got the box... Oh, this was... was, Yes, yes. It was... Not, not in the shape I had hoped for. So 
damn Amazon uh, screwed me here. Screwed the me Amazon. Good. They screwed me good. Uh, but that's okay. So I, here's your first Christmas gift. This was just, I couldn't help myself when I found it on the internet. The excellent wrapping paper, by Is, the way, we uh, were talking about thank has you. that uh, retro feel to it. Yeah, thank you. I like this wrapping paper. Um, while I'm doing this for Can good you? podcasting, I'll also tell you we went to the Uptown thing Friday. Oh, One nice. of the topics was keep it or toss it with wrapping paper. What is your prerogative in your family? I mean, we toss it. Oh, no way. For the folks who can't see it, it is a classic Chris, Chris Jericho, Jericho WWE action figure that I found on the internet. As wow. you can see, the box is not in the shape I had that hoped is for okay. when I got it. Well, to better to explain some of these, I have hundreds. Hundreds, of, yeah. Uh, I have like a hundred of these guys from back in the day <laughs> yeah, that used to be my traditional Christmas gift. Um, from like my grandma and stuff oh, like yeah. that was like a Hasbro. That's how I got so many of them. So this is incredible. Yeah, look up this classic incredible. WWE Hasbro and the action toys figures. that made us. Yeah, yeah. Um, the toys on Netflix. They have the whole Hasbro um, thing. I found it on Amazon. I couldn't believe it was there. Uh, again, I was really disappointed how the box was in because I was like, ah, it's so stupid that the box was destroyed. This, it doesn't. This is incredible. Classic. He's got the scarf and everything. <laughs> Unbelievable. Classic Chris Jericho scarf. Unbelievable. I tried to get you. We'll a have to tweet of... this at him. See what he says. I know. He's, he'll probably say nothing about it. He's got the WWE <laughs> logos on it now. Old stuff. Old Back stuff. Creative. Yeah, yeah. Bad creative. Get it out of here. I tried to get you a little bit of the bubbly, but it was. Uh, it was. I think you had to buy it in twos. Real, oh, I think you had to buy it like packs of two. He's right? a businessman. He knows what's up. <laughs> he knows what's go. up. Well, to probably to ship it, you had to hit like a certain weight. Yeah, to make it like valuable, <laughs> like worth them sending the bottles out. You know what's funny though? Now that you say it, you took that paper off. I might reuse. You were using the paper. Yeah, you're a keep it guy now. Yeah, you're a save it guy. What? So it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks for coming by, Justin. Merry no Christmas. No problem. Uh, yeah, and to you. We'll hang out and do our Christmas stuff in a little bit, and then uh, more podcasting to come, folks. Happy. We'll be back next year. It's not even the New Year's. Oh, it's Festivus right now. It is Festivus. Aha! Aha! The feats of strength coming up next. The the airing of the grievances to follow uh, as I dress the the Festivus pole. It's also Hanukkah today. It's a lot of things today. It's It's everything. Don't wear pins. All right. Shalom, everybody. Merry Christmas. Malakilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Malakilikimaka is the wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Now we'll go fast. You're not feeling good. Are you not feeling good? Don't get me sick today. I'm not gonna. I'm keeping my hands to myself. That's the present. God, that is the present. (laughs) Oh my God. Pull yourself closer. Sorry, I'm far away. I'm talking far away today. What is the uh, What is the event you have to go do tonight after this? Like at seven o'clock. I'm making ornaments with Kaz. What kind of ornament? Like, what do you mean you're making well, ornaments? Well, I thought it's... instead of having Kaz go out and pick presents and buy them for people because he's three and a half, it'd be more fun for him to make gifts for people. Yeah. So I bought these plastic ornaments and paints, and we're going to pour paint in them and kind of, like, do different colors, make little tie-dyed, like, like little swirly ornaments. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's I pretty thought, cool. I mean, why have him? He's three and a half. He doesn't understand, like... So we make things. Just, uh, Justin made me and Kevin Christmas ornaments for the tree, actually. And it also looked like a three-year-old made them. It's really, no, they're actually, no, they're, they're they're, actually, they're actually really good. Aww. He used his, his like, wood laser engraving to make little oh, like nice. cartoon characters of each of us. I wonder if I got one. Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe you did. You have to ask him. Who knows? I didn't want to spoil it, so I don't know if you did or not. Uh, either way. Uh, but, guys, you didn't get to hear the interview that me and Justin finished. But uh, I'll give you my top 
uh, five Christmas movies and my worst Christmas movie if you want to hear them. Of course. Yes, of All right. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So, definitely. Yeah. For sure. So we basically did... Uh, Do we have a choice, anyway? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we did uh, a four, like a, uh, a Mount Rushmore, uh, and then... Okay. So the top four, and then one movie that's a fringe movie. Maybe it's a Christmas movie, maybe it's not. Uh, so the fringe movie I said was Gremlins. That's my favorite, oh, like yeah. sort of fringe Christmas movie is Gremlins. Uh, no one picked Die Hard, oddly enough. I would. I didn't even bring it up. No one said it. Uh, my four were Elf, A Muppet Christmas Carol, which we just watched, mm-hmm. uh, Home Alone, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. That was my my four uh, Mount Rushmore. Do you have any thoughts about any of those? And you like dislike? Did I make any mistakes? Christmas Vacation and Home Alone are must-haves. Must-haves, yeah. Absolute, <laughs> absolute covers. Gotta have them. I think Elf is on there as well. I like Elf. The argument we had about Elf is, has there been a better, a, a Christmas movie that's come out since Elf in 2004 that's been as popular? Is like a more modern Christmas movie than Elf? I, we keep saying I can't think of one off the mm. top of my head. Mm-hmm. It feels like we're missing one, an obvious one, but I can't think of it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Maybe Love Actually came out after that. I don't know if that doesn't. Mm-mm. That's not the yeah, same thing. That. People like that movie. That's yeah. a very yeah, people popular. People like that. It's not the same thing though. No, it doesn't give you that warm and fuzzy Christmas feeling. It's not the Christmas same as Elf. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, it was funny because we talked about like uh, how two, I had two comedies on here. Elf is sort of a, a Santa North Pole comedy, whereas Christmas Vacation is all about like the, the family, the home, <laughs> yeah. the home comedy. Uh, and then my worst Christmas movie. Was the new Grinch with Jim Carrey? Oh yeah, like the terrible. live action. So thank you. Terrible. I got a little bit chastised by Justin for oh that. Oh my gosh, he it's likes terrible. it. Terrible. Yeah, you don't like it either. I didn't it's like something it. about it. I tried twice. I struggle whenever you have to extend a short, like thirty-minute cartoon mm-hmm. into like an hour and twenty minutes. Because how much like original content are you going to make that's as cool as the original thing? Yeah. Do you like the Grinch? You don't like it? You said it's it's fine. I mean, you've already got the other Grinch. I like the Grinch. You've already got version. the animated Grinch, and that's like iconic. So what do you? You just kind of split in time with Grinches. Um, I don't ever need to see a Christmas story again. Oh yeah. We talked a little bit about that. I don't know, and I think I feel like I've said that on probably numerous Christmas episodes. So just to reiterate for my year that I don't ever need to see that movie again. Is it still on Not, TBS? Probably. 24 hours a day. Does anybody still have TBS? I don't know. <laughs> I think I that's to... the real question, right? Like, I, I'm not around enough, like, mm-hmm. flippable cable with a remote to be like, hey, Christmas stories on. I'm not paying for cable. Are you out of your mind? Well, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, yeah. Like, unless I go to, like, my cousin's house who's got it or, like, my mom still theoretically has Even cable. Then, you yeah. go to those places, you're probably not, like, flipping the channels. Yeah, putting something on. Well, I usually put something. I like to have something on. Some sort of Christmas thing in the background. Uh-huh. Some sort of movie. Mm-hmm. A little nostalgia hit when you walk in the room. A little something funny. I see. Also, that L. Ray network, my stepdad gets up at his house, gets uh, all Godzilla movies on Christmas. So sometimes I just put on some, like, some Godzilla. I'm surprised you don't get vetoed up there at Angela's Christmas Wonderland on the hill. They got a couple different TVs up there. <laughs> you can get away with some stuff up there. I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to all the all the Christmas excitement. Not looking forward to all the driving. I'm working. You're working? Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, that's Dude's right. Oh, open. my God. Should call out. Should call sick. No, I can't. You're sick right now. I already said Why you're is sick. Why the zoo on the... open on Christmas Eve? Because it's, cause animals still have to be taken care of. That's I a good point. I understand that, but you don't take care of animals. No, I know. No, so I'm true. just going to work hard in my office tomorrow. <laughs> right. Got you. Heard. Um, let's... Uh, Let's let's go through these history lessons pretty quick. This is one of those ones where I feel like we've talked about a lot of these before. It's a t- it's a tough time of year for history lessons that aren't Christmas based. Stop looking. I'm just looking at the highlights. That's I know. I'm gonna skip through a bunch of them. 
Uh, on this day, 1914, we've talked about it before, during the middle of World War One, the Christmas truce, the historic Christmas truce happened. Between, nice moment in history. Yeah, really cool moment. German troops uh, ceased firing and commenced to sing Christmas carols. There was even um, documented cases of soldiers from opposing sides playing a good-natured game of soccer. Only lasted for one day. Uh came only five months after the outbreak of war in Europe and is one of the last examples of the outdated notion of chivalry between enemies in warfare. Uh, a year later, in 1915, the bloody conflict of World War I erupted in all its technological fury, and the concept of another Christmas truce became unthinkable. Uh, which makes sense. Like, I feel like nowadays you would never, that would never no, happen. No, no, Oh, my God. Like, no. It, it, it would be... No. <laughs> uh, so I'm fond from that. That's a nice story. That's a really nice yeah. little history moment that you always think about when around we Christmas said, time. Then you want to go somewhere during time, go back in time to see something. I feel like that yeah. would be something. Yeah, be a really cool thing to, to observe. The observe. From, yeah, from far away, far from away. floating away in like a in, in the, the trenches. Yeah. <laughs> in the trenches. Um, on this day, <laughs> God is gonna groan. On this day, 1937, Luthez. Defeated Everett Marshall to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. Oh, wow. Become the youngest NWA World Champion wow. of all time. You know who Luthez is? No. Luthez uh, is basically the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling in the 1930s. Okay. He was the first like major popular professional wrestler of that era. Back when we profe- talked about this before. Yeah, I feel like we okay, have. Back when wrestling was just like just dudes rolling around on the ground. It looked more like UFC, just like grappling for two hours in a dark room. Uh, <laughs> keep going with it uh, there has never been another undisputed uh, world heavyweight champion since Luthez because he unified all of the major titles around the world during the late 1940s and early 1950s uh, he is described in Japan as the god of professional wrestling as well as the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling in America just another interesting Wikipedia deep dive I'm waiting for the Luthez movie I don't know who would play him Luthez you know, He's looking at me for a light. You know, no love for like, Luthes. Support over here, Heather. <laughs> Is it appropriate for you? <laughs> support me on Luthes. Support I'm me. I'm working on it. On Luthes. Uh, this one's pretty good, actually. Uh, we talked about this before, but we're going to go a different direction with it. On this day, 1962, uh, the film To Kill a Mockingbird uh, was released. Uh, 19- I love this movie. I do a lesson every year. We, we're talking a little bit about Gregory Peck, though. Gregory Peck was one of the most popular film actors of the 1940s through the 1960s. He received five nominations for Academy Award, and he won one of them for this movie, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Uh, I love Gregory Peck. <laughs> I just really do. I think he's great. Uh, U.S. President Lyndon Johnson honored him with the Presidential Medal of Freedom for his lifetime of humanitarian efforts. Uh, however, he was one of those guys who got sort of thrown under the bus during these uh, Un-American Activities Committees in 1947. He was a lifelong Democrat, and he was suggested in 1970 as a possible Democratic candidate to run against Ronald Reagan, which I think would have been interesting. Peck versus Reagan for the soul of America. Strange time. He'd be an ominous president to have. Who, <laughs> Gregory Peck? Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah, it would. Real well, strange. Um, it was revealed that Lyndon Johnson told him uh, that he intended to offer him a post as a U.S. ambassador to Ireland, a post owing to his Irish ancestry that he might have taken, uh, but for whatever reason it didn't happen. Richard Nixon, though, listed Peck on his enemies list, owing to his liberal activism. So Nixon didn't care for Peck. Mm. Um, he's also, he's got a really cool story. I mean, I always like Gregory Peck. I always think it's funny, if you go to the 1992 version of Cape Fear, the Robert De Niro one, uh, Gregory Peck shows up in that movie as, like, a lawyer, and he's amazing, even then. Really love Gregory Peck. I can't think of another movie off the top of my head that he did that I would have, like, recommend. He's got a couple of listed here, but... I don't know. Any other big Gregory Peck movies for you? 
Um, I mean, he was good. Like you said, he was good in Cape Fear. He was in The Omen. The Omen. Yeah, the Omen. Oh my God, I forgot The Omen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Damien. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, all right, you guys want to move on from that? 1994, Whitey Bulger successfully hides from law enforcement after fleeing Boston for 16 years. We'll get into the history, but I'm like, if you're hiding, where would you go to hide? For, not, don't tell us where you'd go to hide for 16 years, but I couldn't think of where I'd go to hide for 16 years or how I would escape for 16 years from anyone I know. You have to have money. Tons of money, yeah. right? Except, I mean, just enough money to go go somewhere and like get by, yeah. yeah just I couldn't mo- go. I don't know anywhere I would be able to go. Yeah, nowhere to go. You could, you could <laughs> probably go. You could go anywhere, though. Like, if you, you know what I mean? Like, you could just go to I'm, Iowa. Just yeah, but now there's the town. cameras you've everywhere. you've got the money, yeah, but there's like, only... There's no way you can, like, just go anywhere anymore. Sure, there's only so intensive that anybody's going to search for you, too. Like, they're not going to have Skynet scan every camera in America. Nobody knows where they are. If you've got money, you can hide. That's true. Uh, so if I had enough money, I guess, I could survive. I'm going to skip the 2001 history lesson as a Christmas present to you guys. Oh. Uh, are you happy? No. I mean, yes. <laughs> I can go back to I it if you'd like. I don't you want to do it. I don't. No, it's all right. Um, I had another interesting uh, list here for you guys about Christmas uh, food items throughout the years. I want to see how many of these you guys were familiar with. Uh, before I do, you guys go to like family stuff, I imagine, for Christmas sometimes. Is there any like dish you're guaranteed to see at like a family Christmas event that you look forward to every year? Well, now that I've been with Zach's family, they do pedagogies on, um, yeah. on Christmas Eve. Really? For Christmas Eve, yeah. Hmm. They do like, it's like fish and pedagogies. It's something like... His dad is always done, so I like it. Fried uh, fish, pedagogies. That's fair. I'm supposed to go up tomorrow and do the stuff the calamari. They do the calamari sauce. Oh, that's right, you do calamari. Yeah, calamari oh, I love to be there. Yeah. I love the calamari. Fish, right? Yeah, we do lots of the fish. They do the baklava, like the dried salted uh, cod. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I'll actually get up there because I'm still supposed to go see the Star Wars movie with the boys. So I don't know if we're getting split up between the different houses. But that's my. I do like the. I look forward to that. I also really look, like, my mom does a lot of, like, the Syrian stuff, too. Like she does a little bit of grape leaves sometimes. Mm-hmm. If I get grape leaves, I'll be very excited about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kev, what about you? Um, I remember my stepmom on Christmas every year would make lasagna. Oh. And it was excellent. Mm-hmm. She made the best one I've still ever to this day had in my life. Got to give her credit for that. Um, and that was always something on Christmas we would always, like, really, really look forward to. I remember that was one that jumps out. But normally it's about... Um, the meal is always good, right? Like, the meal, it's always, like, the best cooks in the family cooking the best stuff. So, it's tough to miss. See, that's the thing about Christmas. That's how I get to, like, after I bought all my gifts and everything. I'm usually so, like, uh, light on spending cash that I wish I had a little more money so I could go do stuff like that. I'm going to make something. I'm going to go buy, like, something fancy and make it up for the fam. Like what? What, you try, yeah, what? what would you, would you be make? trying to make? I don't know. I guess you don't want to make cookies because I feel like everyone makes cookies, 100%. right? I don't really have a signature item of any real merit that I could uh-huh. think of. What would I make that I make you guys? Nachos and cheese? <laughs> There's a big plate of Doritos and cheese. Okay, that's great. That they had an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was uh, like cold in the car. Yeah, it had to wrap it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, like it's inside a shopping bag tied off in the end to keep it fresh for the ride. I mean, I would <laughs> feel pretty confident making a sauce. Okay. Do you know what I mean? If you, sure, if you yeah, asked yeah. me to make like a like a sauce with spare ribs and like, you know, mm. like pork and wine or sausage or whatever, and it'd be... You can make sauces for people as gifts. Sam's sauce. Sauce, yeah. Bottles of sauce yeah, and some jar. Some sort of thing yeah. like that. Make like a hot face. sauce or like a mustard yeah, or one of those is. different items. You have to save a lot of money start by... Start pickling just... stuff? I'm going to start pickling stuff. Yeah, well, pickling. Make that your item. I've been, on a li- I've been on a YouTube dive lately watching like these woodworking videos. Like these guys mm-hmm. making like vases and jars and stuff out of like on... Uh, what's the machine? The lathe you're yes. calling it? Yeah, the lathes lathe. and stuff. 
it does make it does make me a little jealous that I don't have some sort of outworldly like hobby skill that I could just make presents for everybody. Yeah, right? yeah. Like just some. You got a year now though. Like next <laughs> to year learn. is year zero. Yeah. This is year zero right now. Next year you got to be ready. Ready to give out handmade. How disappointed would people be if I was like, "Here, I got a gift for you. I made you your own personal podcast." They'd be like, "Great." Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that would be a terrible gift. Terrible. Like, you're just like, just go to this link sauce. and I'm going to talk make to you sauce for, an for hour. everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's just a solo podcast. I guess back in the day we could have written songs for people, but that's always a fool's yeah, nobody, errand. Nobody wants our songs. No one wants like, a song. Nobody would. People are going to give you money and be like, hey, I wrote this song just money. for you. Nobody. They can be a guest on your podcast. What if you just. Okay, here's another scenario. You paint something for somebody, but it's terrible, and you have to give it to them anyway and be like, I'm so sorry. It would be tough. If I, was, <laughs> I, <thought> uh, that I... <laughs> I swear, I thought I would have done better. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be tough if you're an artist like that, like, you know, like here's this painting I made. Like, because you're insistent. Normally, if you're going to give them a painting, it's probably something like decent size. So you're like, yo, hang this up in your house because I gave it to you, and I'm going to be at your house. And if I don't say hang it up, I'm going to ask. So it feels like you're really kind of imposing yourself on somebody else's home a bit much if you're. Uh, so let me run through this list real quick. Yeah, this was uh, just interesting uh, Christmas items from years past. I heard of some of these I've never heard of. I'll just go through them real quick. In the 1940s, plum pudding. That's just something I hear in a song. I hear, but yeah, I've never yeah. heard it. Never I seen. I want to try it. Do you really want to try yeah, it? I don't I even. Plums. I wish it had a saying of what it was. I guess it's. I guess plum pudding. It's simple enough. Yeah, yeah. What about popcorn garlands? That's from the 1950s. That seems like something yeah, just yeah. out of movies. Yeah. People do that. String it up. They did it at preschool. Children's day. books, I feel like. Preschool, mm-hmm. definitely one. Also in the late 1950s is where you saw the advent of uh, advent calendars. These chocolate-filled, open-up-the-little... Those were big in my house when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. We had all different versions of like the countdown to Christmas thing. Like... Uh, my mom used to do when we would get like green and red construction mm-hmm. paper and cut it into little strips, How cute. and you would make a chain from the strips. And every day you you know rip another chain off until the last day, and then it's it Christmas sure. year, right? So always, my mom was pretty good being a first grade teacher, always coming up with like you know things like that for the holidays. Uh, this is one I'd never heard of from the '60s. Hot Dr Pepper. Apparently, this was a thing that Dr Pepper was trying to pitch back in the 1960s. You could serve it warm as a holiday beverage, which sounds very gross. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds nasty. I've got no interest in that. Uh, let me see if I can get down a little bit farther. 1967, you start seeing eggnog become more prevalent and like Ooh. everyone doing it. I don't really... I've never had it. It just sounds so gross. Yeah, eggnog, it's all right. It's good? Yeah, it's Ooh. pretty good. Just, I, I've it's never creamy. tried it. It's rich. I haven't had it in a really long time, but... I am good for one glass of eggnog a year, a little bit of nutmeg, maybe a little bit of cognac, brandy, whatever, Don's over. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but honestly, now that like, get older, yeah, you throw some booze in there. It's a little bit different story. It is a little. How much of it can you drink? Could you imagine drinking That's what I'm half saying a about gallon of eggnog and yeah. being forced oh. to run? School body, you know, so bad. It sounds gross. You'd be throwing up, you know, yeah, yeah. sick. Oh, man. Uh, 1970s, you saw a way to like cheese fondues, like the fondue style. Uh, that's also a popular gift I saw for a while that you get and then never use from I people. Think that's early too. Like 90s. Or... That came back around. Also in the early 1970s, Ambrosia, which is that Ooh, gross. Zach's aunt mm. makes that every holiday. Yeah, marshmallows and fruit, right? Yes, gross. Nah. She's like, I brought my Ambrosia. They get like, like that Whoa. fruit cocktail out of a can and <laughs> just stir it up with a like, Oh, she gets so excited. She's so excited about Ambrosia. In the 1980s, you saw something called the Holiday Party Loaf, which is where hosts would build multi-layer sandwiches and then frost the entire monstrosity with cream cheese. That just made me sad. Yeah, it's... Well, like, what kind of, I mean, what kind of sandwich? That yeah, is it like a turkey sandwich? Yeah, it's like a club-style sandwich with different layers of, like, tuna and whatever and white what fish in that? it. This is the 1981, so you're early 80s. The Christmas sandwich. <laughs> Cocaine was a hell of a drug. 
Uh, also, the nineteen eighty three uh, Christmas story came out, and they did the Peking duck thing, and that sort of became a thing to do around the nineteen eighties to get the duck. Yeah, they, uh, the they, whole duck. Yeah, the whole duck. That's good. Um, let me see. I'll get down a little farther. If there's any other good ones, otherwise I'll move on to bits from other blogs. Uh, fruitcake as a national Nasty. joke. Yeah, fruitcake is in about the late 1980s, Ooh. 1990s. It became sort of the punching bag of Christmas foods. Fruitcake. True. They still sell it everywhere. You can get it. Anywhere. Not for nothing. I've never actually had a I piece have. of fruitcake. I bet you there's good fruitcake that exists, like somewhere. I've never, I don't even know what it would taste like, though. I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing any other ones on here. Really, nothing to... Oh, I guess the Coca-Cola Polar Bears debuted in 1997. That's still a thing that exists. I like the Polar Bears. Really, it seems like they were on for so much longer. Well, it feels good like... Job for, good job on them by doing that, I guess. Still a pretty long time. We're talking like 20... Yeah, true. 30, yeah. But, like, I mean, that feels like early, early childhood. Yeah. It's funny. Sometimes those evergreen commercials come back. And now you're starting to see a lot of those evergreen Christmas commercials. This is a really vague one. But that Corona commercial you see with the one lighted up palm tree. They've been pushing out that Corona commercial for 20 years. They used to do the Budweiser ones, right? The Clydesdale. Wasn't that The Clydesdales. That's, Clydesdales were a big deal, yeah. They do that for everything, I feel like. The Clydesdales. They, they love the Clydesdales. They do. <laughs> Sorry. They do. Yeah, Budweiser is <laughs> popping out those Clydesdales oh, everywhere. Those poor house. It's animal abuse. Yeah, no, that really? does. Yo, I mean. <laughs> it's the Grinch over here. Ah, my soul is a rotting dump heap of... It was, I, damn, I had the quote from earlier. I Come on, get it. it. Ah, no, I'm going to find it later. Um, Heather, give me a Christmas movie to watch tonight. What's something you're going to watch tonight with Kaz? You're going to watch anything Christmassy on Disney Plus? No, he'll be going to bed. But I probably... I like the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I don't okay. know why, but I watch that if no one's around. I watched, I watched it on Friday with the kids at school, the high school kids. Guys... No. Nah, it didn't do it for me I haven't anymore, seen it in years, so maybe I won't do that. didn't hold up for me quite the same. Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That always holds up because Arnold makes me laugh Much every better. time. Much better. Uh, Heather, i got to get you out of here so you can go do Christmas with your family. The time has come. We have about five minutes left. Let's do some quick bits from other vlogs before we go. Uh, what is your most hated everyday noise? Sounds around the house. This guy said lawn equipment, like leaf blowers or lawn mowers. What is your most hated everyday noise mm. it's definitely the cat we have an automatic cat filter for water filter for our cats ah. so when it starts to get low which is almost every morning you can hear it like trying to suck water out of it and you can't like fall back to sleep so you have to go down there in the middle of the night or in the morning and put more water in there so mm. that because the filter doesn't have any more water to keep filtering out so it's like a little fountain yeah. for them so it's the worst sound because you know it's like i have to go all the way downstairs and fill it up with water it's annoying. <laughs> uh, Kev, do you have one? Um, probably maybe just like whatever whatever my alarm is. Yeah. My alarm, like that. I had this happen to me because me and my sister have the same kind of phone, and we were I was talking about my sister the other day, and an alarm went off on her phone for something. It's the same like default alarm I use, and I had like I was like shook. I was like, ugh. Like that reminds <laughs> me of, like getting woken up first thing early in the morning. So anytime I hear whatever my alarm noise is, that's the. The one that I don't want. The one that makes me cringe the most is if I cook something in the oven, I take it out, but I took it out before the timer, and then like later on, I'm sitting in the room and the timer goes off, and I'm like, shit, I left the timer on. That gives me like heartburn. Oh. I feel so stupid for leaving it on. I do it all the time too. A uh, smoke detector with a low battery that oh, you can't yeah. find. Yeah, oh yeah. Too. That you can't find. You, mean you can't find it. You ever had something like that beeping and you don't know like which one it's coming oh, from? Oh, you're like, walking around. The house. Yeah. I mean, Charlie's been whining a lot lately. That's a sound I kind of hate. He just wants attention. He gets lots of He's attention. He's excited about he Christmas. Wants more. He, wants... he wants to come to your family's house with you for Christmas. <sighs> yeah, I think I don't think you like it. 
I mean, I think he'd like it at the house, but I don't think he'd like the whole trip up there. I don't think he'd appreciate any of that. This is wild. Yeah. Yeah, don't put cat in the car. Um, and then I guess one, uh, I guess we'll do this one real quick since I'm going to see the Star Wars movie kind of ties in. I want to unleash this take that spoilers aren't that bad and people just like to overreact. It doesn't really change the viewing experience that much. Your thoughts about spoilers to movies? Depends on the person. Depends on what the, the movie or whatever it is means to them. Uh, I'll say in defense, I'm a guy who's not, I can't help myself sometimes. I like to read spoilers if I, you know, I try not to. And I have noticed over the years that when I do stay away from reading spoilers, I do tend to enjoy the movies better. I mean, just in my personal take. I mean, yeah, maybe... I know there's some people who get uncomfortable in movies if they don't know what's going to happen, so they want to know what's going on. Most people need to toughen up. Yeah, no, I mean, 100%. that's... Oh, you like that, Heather? You're, just, you're sad. Certain movies... Soften certain, up. Certain, like, movies, I have to read the ending because I just can't... I can't take it. I need nah. to know what's going to happen. Then there's some movies I can wait. Mm. I don't need to toughen up. I'm tough. What happens? Why do, why do you need to know... Like, I don't know. It, it's, like, almost anxiety. Like, what kind of movies? What kind I, of... Sad movies? Scary movies? Yeah, like scary yeah more like horror, scary movies. Like, I need to know that this character's not going to die. Like, I can't handle not, like, waiting to find out if they're going to live or die. Okay. Like, I need to know, and then I'll be okay, and I can enjoy the rest of the movie. Like, okay. oh, she's going to live, or he's going to live. I'm good. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, it makes. I've heard other people say that. I just feel like, in general, every time I've ever read a spoiler to a movie and then went to see it, it did sort of diminish the my enjoyment. Just sort of feeling like oh, I'm waiting for the thing that I know is going to happen. That's going to happen, and then I'm like, oh, here it is. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've missed some good moments of movie going because I spoiled it for myself. So I, I would say, yeah, no, don't spoil things, people. It's not nice to do if you can. Don't lose your mind though if somebody does it right. I spoiled something for someone by total accident one time years ago, mm-hmm. and it made me feel real bad about it. I was like, all right, come on, man. Like, I obviously didn't, like... Yeah, you can say something. Like, like, at a certain point, you have yeah, to let it go. Let's, let's all... I understand you're bummed about it. There have been things spoiled for me I was bummed about. There's yeah. things that I got on my way to avoid spoilers for, but for the most part, you know, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, the big spoiler I heard from the Star Wars movie is that um, uh, Kylo Ren there, the... Adam Driver character, he actually turns into Iron Man. This is the Marvel uh, uh, Star Wars crossover they've been talking about for years. Iron Man so glad I didn't and Darth Vader. Yeah, he's, oh, I'm back. Okay with he's back. He's back. I watch it then. Uh, Heather, go enjoy your family for Christmas. No. Uh, have a great holiday. We will see you next week for the end of the year. Or think about the year it's been. We're going to reflect next week about the year that was. All out. reflection, heavy duty stuff, no laughs. Look at you. Already, yeah, I can already tell in your face you're not coming next week. Look at you. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can see it. I can see it on her face. I'm not feeling well. Um, next week, long. I'm not feeling well. I can tell already. Heather, thank you for being here every week. We love you. Yeah. We enjoy having you here with the uh, with us and the Uticast family as well. Uh, Kev, thanks for everything and doing Yo. this show every yeah. year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. To everyone and all the listeners. Shout Spend out. time with your family, your people. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the people, your family, your friends. Thanks to Justin for coming in. Thanks to all the Made in Utica crew for, uh, you know, being the Made in Utica crew and letting me be a part of it. And I love having you guys here and doing this every week. Aww. And thanks to all the listeners. And uh, and Merry Christmas to Charlie the Cat, even when he's being a jerk. Oh, the cat. Yeah. All right. Sayonara, humanoids. Keep it tight. Uh, Woodstock lives. Uh, the tape machines are rolling. Uh, we are desperately out of time. The jingle bells are ringing. Santa's on his way. Hey, band! <laughs> Get you here. You practicing really good this year. <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas, not folks. Not too many of you. Not too many. That's not many. <laughs>